Hey guys, welcome to The Mom Voice. This is Lauren and Sarah with episode 42 and the season finale. It is the season ah! finale. And Lauren, I don't know about you, but I kind of feel the need to put on some pink lipstick right now. Um, or yes, because like we have some very classy ladies in our room with us. <laughs> Welcome to our um, lovely classy clutter girls that are here today, our special guests. Hello. Say hi, ladies. Hi. We're so excited that you guys have us today. We are so happy. We have Savannah and Mallory. And after the rundown, I'll tell you all about them. Yes. So for this episode, we're going to kick it off, like always, with um, burning questions. We do it with all of our guests. Really quick hit to get to know you. Put you in the hot seat for a second. Yeah. We need the flames like Ellen. We don't have flames. (laughs) And then we are going to be talking the bulk of the episode about um, sticking with it. Like they have been at what they do for over, well, 10 years now, right, ladies? Oh my gosh. 10 10 years. Yeah. So I thought they would be the perfect guests to talk about sticking with something and persevering when it gets tough. And then also about um, just making a house a home and like why that's important to them. And I mean, investing in your home, investing in your home. Exactly. And then we may wrap up with our hits and misses to be determined. Yes. We're going to see that. I mean, we could chat all day with these girls. Yeah. Yeah, we could. Absolutely. (laughs) So absolutely. Okay. So these gals, like she said, they have been bloggers for 10 years and they have recently released Classy Clutter Decorating Academy, which we'll touch on a little later. Incredible. Um, Yeah, it really is um, such a great feature. And then they are moms to nine kids. Mallory has five boys. Oh my gosh. They're adorable. And Savannah has four. Um, You guys, they've been featured in Better Homes, Good Housekeeping, HGTV, and On Stands Now, Secrets of Getting Organized, all magazines. So, And wait a minute. I have to pipe in. You were the photo in Target on a bedding line. Yeah, right? you guys have yeah, your bed. Yes, tell us. It's so crazy. My little boy's room, we designed like a Star Wars room for his room that we had in our last house. And then Target reached out to us and they had a new Star Wars line coming out of bedding. And so they asked to use his room as the main image of all of that oh collection. My gosh, that was so, so cool. It was it. crazy. It's like we walked into Target and it was like his room was on there and it said designed by Classy Clutter, like in Target across. <sighs> we thought it was just going to be a like bedding blanket or something and it ended up being like a full collection so oh that gosh. was really exciting and star wars yes. and star wars that it was one, you so guys great. have to go look that one up that yeah. room was so one of my favorites you yeah. guys have done it was it's so, so cute so cute i love it so yeah and you guys um they are they even have their own line home line called um classy clutter shop it's a home collection and they have just awesome furniture and textiles and new stuff coming out this next year so we are just so happy to have you guys so yes. so glad you're here we're gonna get into burning questions we're gonna ask you a few fun questions to get to know you a little better but before we do that i just want to take a moment and invite everybody to um make sure you are following and subscribing for any updates to the podcast um and if you don't mind take a moment and leave us a rating and a rating and review wherever you listen. It really is the only way we're able to get found by new listeners. And um, I promise it's all we'll ever ask here on The Mom Voice. I know. So press pause for just a second, jump over and subscribe and leave us a rating and come right back for the interview. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right, ladies. We This goes right off of our conversation we were just having off, off um, the mics. Who was your first favorite celebrity crush? Mm. Oh my God. Uh, first thing that comes to your head. Yep. Quick hit. 
John Travolta in Greece. Oh, ooh, oh my yes, god, I love that. I so love Greece so much. much. I and I was always like a goody goody girl. Like I did. I feel like I always did the proper thing. And so when she like comes out in the black leather oh, yeah. pants, I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, I could be her. I uh, you, want to you be her. Be, my wait, what's, why is her name like Olivia? Not Olivia. But what's her Sandy? Sandy. Sandy. That, that, that leather Sandy. My mom always was like, oh, she went na- naughty for him. You should stay good. And I was like, uh, wait, you I know, that outfit. Yeah, yeah but it's Sandy. It's Sandy. Oh, I, I see love Dirty that. Dancing, Patrick Swayze, oh, Patrick, like life. She's taking it back, you guys. I love this. Those are my Mallory. So the the first one that came to my mind is I loved Macaulay Culkin when I was like little Home Alone oh, status, oh, but I think funny. it's because I've watched it like fifty times recently. Even this month on Disney <laughs> but, Plus, uh, exactly. <laughs> but though, if I'm being honest, like I have always been obsessed with Matthew McConaughey. Like Ooh. I'm obsessed with him. Like my husband tries to like um what mimic his voice and he cannot. But oh my gosh, <laughs> I love that. No, Matthew right, McConaughey right. is a yeah. He yeah. is a stud. There you go. I seriously he love him. He is such a stud. Um, I loved all I've of those. I've never known that about you. That's I, a good one, <laughs> <laughs> Things you learn. Yeah. Um, okay, so what is a ridiculous thing you're afraid of? Mm. Radio silence. We're all... I know. Uh, <laughs> something, it could be anything. Something maybe just silly. What is something you're scared of? I don't know if it's ridiculous, but I literally like the thought of snakes, like I can't even yes. talk about it. Yes. That's why I, I was snakes. like, but then you said ridiculous. No, snakes and I is feel very like, valid. That's a good one. Well, one time there was a snake in our pool and my husband pulled it out of the pool. And of course I put it on Instagram and I everyone's like, that. those can't hurt you. Those are harmless and they're good. They're good snakes. That's what everyone kept saying. They're good snakes. And I'm like, there's no such thing. They're they're just, no such, I agree. <laughs> that cannot be true. Right. No, no good snake. I agree. hundred percent. You guys, Sam. I don't know if I have anything that really oh, is fearless. Like, uh, socks. She's fearless. Oh, I hate socks. <laughs> oh, that's I a- hate being claustrophobic in any way, shape, or form. And my babies used to wear like the onesies outfits, and I used to cut off the feet off of the onesies <laughs> because I'm like for sure claustrophobic. Like, no way. I think that that's a good one, Mal. I didn't even know. Like, Ridiculous. I claustrophobic makes me super anxious, I and socks make I just yeah. No. That's a weird one. No, that, there you go. I, I don't just like it. Guys. Imagine her like cutting literally. The you see all the my children like babies and it's like they have no socks and they just toes. like literally that, I get busted it. because I get of it. it oh my gosh I love that I love that so much okay I, I love, love that. that I knew yours I know <laughs> yes. I was like what are my yours good <laughs> okay well I loved that we'll get to know you as if we don't know you well enough already <laughs> I know from Instagram and whatnot but um really we wanted to talk a little bit like I said today about like sticking with something when it's kind of hard. And this has been on my mind a lot lately, um, mainly because I feel like we've talked about it on past episodes. Our life is just getting more and more hectic and crazy Mm -hmm. as the days go on, as our kids get older, like more responsibilities, church, volunteering at the schools, like all of it. And I feel like as a mom, my first instinct is to start cutting the things that I do like my passion projects or my things that I do on the side. And so I guess it's as I have you guys sitting here in front of me, I would love to have a conversation about how you have stuck with it over the years because you really are one of the OGs. Like really OG. You really <laughs> yeah, are. You, are. you no, have been I mean, in our eyes for sure. Yeah. For like 10, almost 10 years. And I mean, do you feel like you've ever hit those points where life has just been like, so bonkers 
And or is it worth it? Like I, it I, I have to, it? I have to take something off the plate. I don't know. Like, can, can I keep you going? think of a time over the past ten years, like maybe in the beginning, right? Where or Mallory, you moved at one point, right? Yep. I moved across the country at one point. To be honest, um, the first thing that comes to my mind is that I have felt that having my best friend as my accountability partner, I can't. If I quit on this, I quit on her, and I refuse to do that. So when things have gotten hard, but also, um, through my life I have like struggled with anxiety and my projects get me through anxiety so it is kind of like a mental health balance for me that when when I'm struggling I crave like a paint project for some reason it's always painting I like the brush in my hand makes me feel better for some reason Mm. and it just gives um, me some direction and some focus and I think it's because paint is it makes such a dramatic change in any space. And so in my home, if I feel like I'm able to like improve something, it, it gives me a self of like self-worth a little bit, that kind of that sense. And so I think that that has actually helped me to have this. Um, and it isn't something I've ever considered taking off my plate when if it's crossed my mind, I'm just like, well, I can't, I would never do that to Savannah. Yes. And so I think an accountability partner is a big, big thing because we've been through a lot. Like I've moved a million times, one time yes. across the country for four years, right at the beginning. And I think, um, you know, we never knew that it would last this long when we started. It was very, uh, you know, it was it was just for fun. It was just a project to do together. Well, and I think that that's what's so interesting is that when we did start this, we started it before Pinterest was around. We started it before Instagram was around. Facebook was only used to keep in touch with friends. Like if you yeah. dare posted anything about your house on Facebook, it was like kind of blacklisted. Weird. Do you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> so true, it was so right? weird. Do you know back what I'm saying? Then, yeah. Um, and so we started this way back when, and it was like, it's interesting because we would get together with our group of friends, which we've had the same group of friends, basically our whole marriage of like our whole time that we've been married to our spouses. Um, we've been super fortunate with an amazing group of friends. And so we started it and it's like, we always found ourselves like we were having babies and we found, I found myself kind of losing a little bit of sense of like what I, what was making me happy. I feel like I was drowning in the bottles. I had two, my first two were 15 months apart or 14 months apart when they were, they were bored. And I just remember feeling so trapped. And for me, kind of like what Mal was saying, like when it came to, we first started out painting furniture for us, it was an adventure of going to thrift to find a really cool piece. It was like an exciting thrill. And then we just were like, well, it's always better to work on a project together instead of separate. And so that's kind of how we started way back when we didn't have any idea of what that would look like. And really, we just like to be able to help people be creative with very little budget. And I think that that's kind of how we first started. And I think that me and Mal just ended up being at the end of the day, we were the ones that kind of outlasted the rest. Everyone else was going home and we were like still doing projects. It was kind of like a really great creative outlet that I didn't feel like I was getting lost as like an individual um, when I was having these small babies. And do you feel like your husbands were both like on board. on board. Yeah. Like at all times. Right. Or at all. And maybe you I don't mean, want to. I would say no. I would definitely say no. I think that for at first we were like, oh, well, we could make money eventually, but we didn't make a single dollar for almost four years. I think our fourth year we made, we got a check in the mail for, I think, 
$300 and we, we thought were like losing we, our minds. Oh, we thought we won the lottery. We got, someone asked us to do like a sidebar ad and it was like, they wanted to, they were going to pay us $25 for three months of a sidebar ad. And I remember calling Mal and just is that being on like, your website? On so the website, okay, okay. which is classyclutter.net. But we had this ad and it was like paying us $25 and we were like, we did it. Like we we're made it. Yeah. Else. And so I think that they, we've been super fortunate that we've been able to stick with it. And what it always came back to is that it wasn't necessarily about the dollar for us. We just really enjoyed it. And it just brought us true happiness and true joy too. And it was separate than the rest. And we were able to do things together. So when you talk about hard times, like I think when Mal left, I kind of felt like I was missing my partner in crime. It's not fun to go shopping on your own for a thrifted piece. It's not as fun to do a project on your own versus with somebody. So I kind of like lost a little bit of sense of that. And I think that a lot of it though has been like, communication with me and Mal, there was definitely a time when we, I was, we were going through some family stuff with my husband's family and stuff like that. And it was just a really, really rough time. And Mal wasn't here. And she, and like, it was just a really rough time. And it was, I was doing my best I could just to wake up every single day and keep going. And so there was a time where I was just like, Mal, like I can't do this anymore. And she definitely stepped up and she kept us going during that hard time. But it was almost like letting her know, like just having an open communication of like, I can't do this every single day. Like I can do this once a week, but not every single day. And for me, um, since I had moved across the country, it gave me a sense of like, I still belong somewhere. And so I was talking to her almost every day. And even at that time where she did need a break from it, I felt like, um, we were making a little bit of money at the time. And so I felt like I was able to kind of serve her in that way. Like, I'm going to keep this going. And when you're ready, we're here. Um, but I was able to kind of keep that moving for her and, um, And it gave me something to do. Honestly, my husband was in dental school and it was long and really, really hard. And I worked some odd jobs to try and make money um, during that time and had to kind of support us through school. And we lived in a teensy tiny house. Um, and which you beautified. It was so you. pretty. Thank you. It was so, so tiny. And there was ended up being six of us living there. And thankfully, um, the landlord was allowed me to do these projects on her home, which turned out to be good for them because I was able to kind of fix it up. It was starting to get run down. And then when we moved in, we were able to do these projects and then she would take a few bucks off of our rent. So I felt like I was making money that way too. Yeah. Look at that. Um, so saving money, but, um, yeah, it was, I think that um, being away almost strengthened it. And then when we, I did, when I was able to see her, we met up in another state to go to a blogging conference or something. It was just like, I felt like I was like back, the gangs back together. (laughs) It was like a breath of fresh air when we got back together again. And it never, and I also felt like because of the blog, I was able to stay so close to Mallory because we were talking every single day. And it's like, even though I couldn't do the projects day to day and stuff like that, like we still talked every single day. And I think that we still, and I still had a lot to do with the blog at the time we were posting five times a week in the, on the blog and it was just a lot. And so I was just kind of like, I can't really contribute these two or three times a week. We're going to have to scale back. I'm going to have to scale back to like once a week on the blog. So it wasn't like I completely removed myself during that time, but at the same time, like we just had these really high expectations for ourselves. And it was just communicating like, I can't meet those right now. And it was only a short amount of time. It was like, what, like six months or something. And it was really short. And the thing is, the nice thing is that um, when you, when you have 
this can apply to like any friendship. Like you need to know when to say when and when to ask for help. And your friends are always going to, if you communicate it, if you don't communicate it, then they can't help you. But I think that the takeaway from that is that when you need a minute or you need help, you need to be able to ask your friend and say, Hey, I need help with this, or I'm struggling with this. Can you help me make up the difference? And more often than not, I mean, a good friend is going to do that. They're going to make it up for you. Absolutely. And what I'm hearing from you as you're talking is that be it whatever. So if a listener is, I mean, you know, they're working on doing something, maybe it's not a blog specifically, but they have some dream or goal or something in mind they're working towards. It sounds like the magic came with like who you surrounded yourself with. For sure. Like you two supported each other. Your partnership. Yeah. 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 And like, this is kind of what I want to talk about next, but it's perfect segue right here. I was reading at one point that we are the sum of the five people we spend the most time with. And I feel like if I stop and think about that for a minute, it is like so true. Oh yeah. And it's probably true for you too. Like you both see things kind of similarly, you value friendship the same amount, all of that. And it's like helped fill in those gaps, which is incredible. You know, For sure. I think it's one of those things too, that it's like we committed to each other too, in a way like kind of like a marriage in one way or another, <laughs> where sure. it's just like, we're also not going anywhere. So if we have some issues, like let's, which it luckily like we've, I would, I can't even like really think of a time that we've ever really had like an argument of any kind. Um, it's like, we just, it's like a normal thing. Like I love her for the good, the bad and the ugly. And she does the same with me. And I feel like that's a very safe place to be, but it's also tricky. Cause I think one of the hardest things that people well, a lot of times people will ask us like, oh, well, I wish I had a friend like that. It's like, well, you have to be that friend too. Like you have to show up for the people just as much. Which is kind of like what you're saying with the five people you surround yourself by. It's like, if you don't like who you're spending your days with, you're probably going to start picking up some of those characteristics yourself. And if, if there is a toxic relationship as an adult, it's time to look around and say, hey, is this, am I, this, am I going down a path that I want to be going down. And is, is there a relationship that maybe seems like it's not working and if, and also self-reflect, like, is there something I can do in this relationship to make it better? Cause maybe it's not them and it's easy to maybe, you know, that, that, uh, you're not blending well for whatever reason. Cause usually if it's your friend, you're, there's not, you know, something about them that you don't like. It's just a matter of like, maybe you're hitting a wall somewhere and it's good to look at yourself too and say, maybe I'm being impatient with that topic or whatever it is. Well, and just following that, I mean, we have like, yay, this much social time in our lives right now between all the kids and all the tasks and the jobs that we are taking on. It's like such minimal social time. So it is such like a very interesting time in our lives where we're women we value those friendships. We need those friendships. Let's be real. Like we have to have that kind of that part of our lives, but it is really important who you spend your time with because you just don't have a lot of it. Like you really, and you want to invest in the friendships that are really going to mean something and that are going to return and they're going to be there for you when, when you need it. So, and you guys have done that beautifully. Well, and I think uh, like you just said, I think a lot of people, they ask us the same thing. Like, how do you, in, in lack of better terms, how do you make friends? Like I found myself where, you know, I had friends in high school, college, and then I got married and I have kids and I've kind of drifted apart or I haven't kept in touch with people 
like I thought I would. And I always tell people like, you just have to put yourself out there. You just have 100%. to like invite people to the park, invite people to Chick-fil-A, like just start putting yourself out there. And like you said, show up, like and be you reliable. can't just expect, you can't sit around also thinking, I hope someone invites me exactly. somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. I think that that's always kind of like this mentality of like, oh, well, they didn't invite me. It's like, well, did you plan a party? Yeah. Like you can plan a party just as well. And it's like, that's kind of what ended up happening with me and Mal. It's like, hey, let's, I've been thinking about painting this piece of furniture. Could I have done it by myself? Absolutely. But the reality of it is, is it's like, hey, do you want to paint this after kids go to bed? Like we also started this when our kids were very, very young. And I think that so many people see it and they're like, well, I can't have that because I have young kids. And it's like, yeah, but if you make it a priority, it's you can you can build these long lasting friendships and it's really tricky and it's scary and it's a vulnerable space to be in. But it's like we always have like we have a group of friends that Lauren is also part of that group of friends where we have eight couples where we all show up for each other when things get hard. And but we also can't show up for each other if we don't know that you're going through something. And so I think it's one of those things kind of like Mal was saying, like you kind of have to communicate when you're having a hard time and you can't just sit around thinking, I wish no one's helping me. And it's like, well, are you asking for help? Are you communicating that you're having a hard time? Because more than likely, you'll have someone that will show up for you. And a lot of times, like you said, and a lot of our listeners, they are like, you know, drowning in the diapers still. And it is such a lonely stage of life. It is. I mean, and if you don't have that network, kind of like we were saying, you just have to try. And it's like, you are going out of your comfort zone, but put yourselves out there so that you can gain that support. Because as women, as sisterhood, like we all need that. And I think realizing like the person receiving that text is going to be so happy. It's going to feel just as happy. Yeah. In the return, it's like Like, a kind of a service to them. She wants to hang out. Awesome. It makes you you feel really good when somebody reaches out to you, even when they're asking for help, because that shows that they trust you and that you're the person that they thought might actually do it. Like that says a lot about you. If somebody asks you for your help. Yeah. Yeah. So like when you, when we do think about investing in time, relationships, all of it, And like we talked about, you just have a billion different things on your plate. How do you guys do it all? I mean, how do you fit it all in? The relationship with your husband. Classy Clutter now is like a full-time job. I mean, I know. And it has been for a long time, but you guys are full-time job with classy clutter with overtime just kidding yeah no exactly. pretty much oh it my really gosh. does with yeah. our husband's overtime as well <laughs> they wish they were on payroll. their second job yeah. they yeah. wish that yeah. they were on payroll but no it's not in the budget currently <laughs> yeah honestly um people do ask us a lot how we do it all because i think that um social media can give you this um false sense of someone have quote having it all together And, um, people have said that to us and we look at each other and laugh. Cause I'm like, do you know, I have like 17 loads of laundry and my kids are wearing dirty jeans to school again, because they're not clean. (laughs) I've done it, you guys. Um, but honestly it's prior it's priorities. Like that's really what it has come down to, to for us at the end of the day. That's the only way. And there are things that we've elected to take off our plates. Like we do have help cleaning once in a while. We have cleaners come because my time isn't best spent doing that. And that's something that in our family's budget that we can put in and 
and it, and it frees up some of my time. Oh yeah. And, of and not and I haven't always been able to do that, but I, I would rather have a cleaner than have cable because that's, what's important to me. And that might not always be yeah. the case and that might not ring true for you. But for me in this phase of life, there are conveniences that, you know, we've done that, um, maybe seem a little silly to people, but it's like, we've, you know, I cut the landscapers to pay for the cleaner. Like that's what we've got to do because my job takes so much time out of my home. So when I'm home, I don't want to be cleaning bathrooms. I want to be available for my kids. So I think it's prioritizing all of the, I, and I'm famous for writing it all down. I'm a list person and I write down what my responsibilities are and I kind of segment them into categories of my life. I have my uh, motherhood, even my marriage, uh, spiritually and, um, my home as well in my business. And I would kind of write down under each of these pillars, what are my responsibilities? And I take off, I try and look for things I can take off or things that I feel like are missing. Cause a lot of the times when I do write them down, I'm like, Oh, I really, I didn't write this down. And that's probably something I should be doing. Um, so one thing I'm recently realizing I need more one-on-one time with my kids and that wasn't on my list. And so I'm like, okay, where can I take something off to be able to put that on. And I think it's a matter of prioritizing your tasks in life and your relationships in your life and making the ones that, you know, make an asterisk by the ones that are more important. (laughs) Yeah. I love that visual. And you can also see which one's like taking like the longest list, taking so much of your time so that you can really kind of like, okay, wait, we need to balance this out. I need more at home time or I need more of this. So that's really a good idea. I also think that too, like I think that people, could we have, help like running all of our carpools and stuff like that. Absolutely. But the reality of, of classy clutter of what we've kind of established. And there's also like, there's times that we have worked crazy, crazy hours, or we work after the kids go to bed and it's communicating that to our spouses and communicating that to our kids. Like our kids know that at the end of the day, like we're done working at three o'clock, like we are there for them. And we kind of have made that a priority last year though. It was different last year. We had on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we had to, we worked till five. And so we had someone come into our houses that would also switch out the laundry. We had a babysitter that would come in that was in high school still. She's a little bit older and it was great because I was able to give her a list of like, can you just switch the laundry out while you're there for the two hours after the kids are home for school? And that was last year. And this year we're able to do like, there's a season for all things. And this year a priority was being done by the time that our kids walked in the door from school. And also like communicating that with our husbands, like, unfortunately, like I will never sacrifice my weekend with my husband. Friday Mm -hmm. and Saturday is for my husband, for us to either do family activities or for us to go on a date. And my kids know it, my husband knows it, and that's the time that we invest into our relationship are those weekends. During the week, I'm running 72 carpools, I'm working a (laughs) full-time job, and like that's what it comes, that's what my schedule is. And I just think that knowing the schedule and communicating your schedule with whether it's your business partner, your friend, your husband, your Those kids, people. like my yeah, kids know right. that these right. are the certain days that we work and that's, and just them knowing that it doesn't make them feel like I'm absent or they don't right. know what's, and I think that that's where it comes down to like with children, like giving them a sense of safety and comfort. They know that I work, but they also know that there are times to work and play. But I think that if they came home from school and I wasn't home from school one day, they would be like, wait, where'd they go? Like they would be confused. But if they know that I'm working that day, they're like, oh, she's just at work and she'll be home soon. Yeah. It's just managing that. Yeah. 
That's exactly what I was going to say is I think any relationship, it's just communicating those expectations and then making sure that you're doing what you said you were going to do when there's other people involved. Exactly. And on that note, I love that you're acknowledging you don't do it all. You take help and sometimes you have that help if it's the cleaning or the sitters or whatever and and having realistic expectations, even to a listener that's trying to start something or is in the thick of it, having those expectations to know like we're not, you know, perfect super women. Like we need to be able to do what's going to work for your family and your business and, and make it successful. And if that's bringing in extra hands or help, like I think that's, you know, a good truth to know. Well, and that's why it's like, even on Tuesdays and Thursdays, like me and Mel have, we have classy clutter project days, which is like hashtag class CC project days. And for us, it's like, we know that we're doing a project that week and our, and our followers can also count on that. And then they also know that the YouTube video is going to come out with it. Like, it's just a matter of like us being on the same page with all involved just makes everything run smoother. And one, one of my goals for the new year is, um, I I've kind of adopted this, uh, you probably heard like people choose like a word for the year. And this year my word was brave because I was going through some really hard things last year and I felt like I was not brave. (laughs) Um, but moving forward, um, the year I chose for, or the word I chose for 2020, um, was discipline. And it sounds kind of like a negative word, but for me, I break all the promises I make to myself. I've realized, I realize that I constantly say like, I'm going to make sure I do yoga twice a week. And then if any, anything interferes, that's knocked down. It gets cut. And I, and I need it. I really need it. And so I need to be disciplined. If I say I'm going to do something, even to myself, I need to be disciplined and say, I'm doing that. And if someone, something gets in the way, sorry, I have like a prayer commitment. And even if that commitments to me, it's something that I'm really learning. Um, because I am, a yes person in general. And sometimes I just, I'm trying to balance the yeses and the nos Mm -hmm. to be able to, um, kind of provide that self-care for myself. Because if I'm overwhelmed, my kids are overwhelmed, my husband's overwhelmed, like my energy kind of sets the tone in our home. And if I'm unable to keep that energy at a positive place, then I see that ripple effect in my family. And I'm just not willing to do that anymore. And it took a lot of time to recognize that and to humble myself and say, this is my fault. You know, I need to be the one to be disciplined in these aspects. And it's in several areas of my life. I realized like I need to be disciplined when I make a decision. Yeah. Amen. I I like love that. That rings true so bad right now in my life too, that like there's so many things like I want to implement and things and follow through. And even just like the yoga, like for me, again, I'm a broken record, my diet, my diet, my diet, but like it really comes down to the discipline and, and I can, you know, everyone eye rolls with that, but for me to feel good, like that is such a crucial part. Totally. And so it's like, I, and I keep saying January, January, a lot is going to change, but I like love that. That is like such a good fresh. And I love that you pick discipline. Cause I think that rings true to so much in my life. Well, right now. but I think you are spot on when you say mom sets the tone mm-hmm. like if mom ain't happy, nobody's happy. Right. Oh, yeah. totally. But it is so true on so many levels. And that's what started my whole thought process on this whole thing is that I feel like I have so many things I want to do, but I'm constantly fulfilling everybody else, like my children, my husband, my job, my friends, all of it. I mean, that I feel like all of 
my passions and hobbies are slowly getting like cut. I can't your tell needs. you my yeah, needs. Your needs. I can't tell you the last time I went to the gym or yeah. not that I like going to the gym, but, but you know right, what I something mean? Something that was for you. Right. I mean, we've had a lot of episodes recently about self-care, self-care. and it's just like, and, and, and the guilt and, and when it does come down on mom that we are the first to be cut like yes. off the list. And of I all feel like what you said, Mallory is kind of what we talked about last week about how you do have to like, look at yourself before any change when you do find your home or your life or whatever becoming that chaotic state like it starts with you but you, really that's why we started classy clutter to begin with though like we did it as as a healthy outlet yeah. Yeah. to to be separate from our kids to be he- separate from our spouses and for us that's the reason why we start and so it's like when we joked about that our husbands weren't super supportive at the beginning, the second that we explained to them, like this brings us happiness and I promise it's going to be overall experience for our entire family. It's going to bring like joy to all of us and the energy of all of this. Like that's what kept us going is that we knew like we really do love what we do. Like we're so fortunate to love our job. They really quickly um, realized that our belief in that our home kind of sets the stage to build the character in our kids and in, in each other. Um, we we do this because we want our homes to be a refuge from the world because we can all agree that the world is crazy and raising kids at this time is really, really difficult. And that's why building a home where it feels comfortable and it feels inspiring and it feels safe for kids is so important to us. Um, and we, we, we did this for that reason and quickly our husbands realized that our home the attitude and the energy of our homes was changing because we didn't know we were that passionate about this um at first it was just something fun and it was creative and that was fun and fun is great but um the only time that they weren't supportive i will have to go back because i they have been nothing but 100 percent supportive of us is when we would get so stressed yeah, about yes. things oh my god when Same. we would get so stressed about oh. deadlines and it was like someone was paying what us 20 they're do like, this? why are we yes. doing this? Yeah. Like when we would put yeah. so much stress on ourselves, that's the only time that they weren't oh, supportive of us. We at have all. the same conversations oh, with our yes. husband. Even the and podcast, they're like, yeah. you yes. do this to yourself. Yes. Like, I don't want to That's exactly it. what they say. So they like always loved that me and Mal were doing projects together and that we were making yeah. things in our home beautiful. But making your home beautiful can cost money sometimes. Oh, yeah. And we would be so much stressed and we would put it on them too. Like, I need your help doing this, this, and or this. moving furniture. Or yeah. moving furniture. They also like, yes. it's no one likes moving furniture. <laughs> and so it's like, at first they were like, is this worth it? And we've had lots of conversations. Is this worth it? They have always been all in. Like yes. even when we want to paint a wall pink, they've always been all in. Do you know what I I'm saying? That. So it's like, yeah. we've had, we've been super fortunate and grateful that our husbands have been really supportive of us and this business. And it paid off in the long run, I think that they realized, but it was only the times that we, our energy changed from it being just fun and a creative outlet to stress and overwhelm and stuff like that where they they're just like, it. why? They want to fix it. Men totally. want to fix it. So they, cancel it. Yeah. <laughs> cancel. Yeah, let's stop. Cancel. Yeah. Um, but going back really quickly to what you said, Mallory, I feel like when they started to see the effects of the change in your home, don't you feel like it was because you were happy? Like Absolutely. You're creating and you're you're finding your happiness. And that's our that's our message. Like at the end of the day, we're doing this to convey and empower that message to other people because there is just, you cannot... Um, it's very difficult to explain the feeling of being home, loving your home and wanting to spend time with there, there with the people that you Mm -hmm. love, because, um, 
and Savannah and I have had this discussion recently. We kind of come from different backgrounds. Like I had a really hard time growing up. Like we had somewhat of a dysfunctional family, um, as I got older in junior high and high school. And, um, I craved that comfort at home and it wasn't always there. If I'm being honest, it was really hard. We went through some really hard family stuff. Um, and Savannah had a different experience. I mean, her home, her mother is like, Mm-hmm. perfection. I mean, yeah. if anyone knows her mom, she literally is just the most Christ-like, beautiful, wonderful person. She's got a gorgeous home. She cooks amazing food. She makes every anyone in front of her, she makes them feel like she's the most important thing. And Savannah grew up believing that's what her mission was. And that's what she has done in her own home. Her mom taught her that. And so we kind of come from these both ends of the spectrum to where, you know, what we had different experiences and we hope to inspired it's like Mallory create that Mallory like craved it and I just wanted to wanted to recreate it I wanted to be the place where everyone wanted to gather I wanted the friends to be able to if they're having a hard day like for them to be able to have somewhere do you know what I'm saying not necessarily leave their abandon their family but sometimes (laughs) as a teenager you kind of just need an escape too and so it's one of those things that my goal of my whole entire life currently is I want a place where the kids want to be I don't want my kids to be at other people's houses, which is kind of crazy. But at the same time, like I love that my kids don't necessarily want to be away from our home. They want to be at our house. And it's like, that's the reason why I invested in our backyard. That's the reason why I invested in having these things for our kids so that they have a warm place to fall and a place to be safe and for them to feel like they can let loose and they can be exactly who they are. I love that. You guys have done such a good job at making such like a beautiful home and like a safe place to be. I mean, I I just have loved all your projects and different work. And I think that was just that so rings true. You you're I know you grew up in the fun house, the party house. <laughs> I did. I did. My husband even went to the fun house yeah, a lot of times Lauren. with you. And Mallory, before, before Mallory so even. I like, love that. Yeah. Before Mallory even knew us, like she was like, I've been at your house like several oh times. Like that's where, but my mom also made that happen. Oh, she did. Do you know, like, was it convenient for her? Absolutely not. Yeah. At that's the where end, the treats were. That's where arms. the treats <laughs> were. Yeah. And it was like, it was a ton, like looking back on it, it was probably a ton of work for her. Yes. But every single Friday night, she opened her door to all. She opened her door to all after the football games, we would go to her house and she would have food. And so, and it gave people a place to go, a safe place place to go and somewhere where they would see her. And was she exhausted? Absolutely. Was, was she spending probably a ton of her money in doing French toast for the whole entire like football (laughs) team? Yes, (laughs) absolutely. But for her, everyone, and if you meet, if you meet anyone from my childhood, like everyone will say, I remember going to your house. I love that because even right now when they're just a little and all the kids are coming through and emptying your, my pantry, I'm like, get them out of here. <laughs> that's them a out, good go problem. Else. Yeah, I know. And it problem. is. I have to like appreciate it. It's more like a than mind shift for it. Yeah. But I have also, to mind shift. Like, like even oof. like a few times with our group of friends and stuff like that, we'll, it'll be the end of a date night and it's like, well, where do we go? We end up okay, at Okay. We end up at my parents' house yes, still yes, to this day. To this like day. going, because it's like there's no kids there. It just feels like we're always welcome. It feels like home. And you just want to recreate. I love that you said, I mean, I think it's all of our goals as moms just to recreate that home, that haven, that safe place that our kids do want to be. And if it's, you know, and I love that you guys emphasize on a budget because everyone is at a different phase of life and a different, of course, um, different budget to deal with. And really you can make your home a home and a happy place to be no matter what 
what you're working with, what well, you're dealing with. And that's what I was going to say. It doesn't have to be blown out with maybe interior design is not your thing. Yeah. Right? Like no, maybe yeah. you, it's a feeling more like, so than even just what exactly. you're looking at. Exactly. I yeah. feel like it all goes back to like the happiness you have as mom, like finding something you can be fulfilled by and then yeah. loving your home and, yeah, I think inherently that. women are creators. Like yeah. that's what we're, we're creators. And I think that we crave that even when we don't realize it, when you find that creative outlet, maybe it's art, maybe it's exercise, maybe it's, you know, maybe design cooking. could be, it could be anything. When you feel like you have your hand in creating something, there is something incredibly empowering about that. So I would encourage, like, if you don't feel like you have something to try different things, this was not the first thing we tried. We, we had like, we made baby products at one point. Yeah. We were bleeding we, out binkies. Like yeah. we've done lots of things. <laughs> we've done a lot of things. We yes. made things. jewelry. We made yeah. headbands. We, um, we did everything. And bows. somehow we were yeah. making all sorts of random. I had we, so many bows and no girls. So <laughs> no girls. You, we, we had like a separate Etsy shop. Like it's just like interesting how it all evolves, but it, but how we got to where we're at today is by trying. Yes. And, and you were, you stayed consistent and you kept pushing. No. And I, I love that too. Um, I just read that the other day too, about that we are like creators and it's, we're creating life and we're creating families, we're creating our home and also to exactly create our passions and to like stay true to that because we, it will in the end pay back to keeping us happier and whole. Well, and I think back to the early years, like when I first had Kate, I had quit my job. I can remember feeling like I just wasn't contributing. Like yeah, I, sure. I needed a way to like contribute to my home and our little family there. You know what I mean? And like, I, I love that you've been able to take like your passions and contribute in that way. Uh, yeah. And again, and more so than ever, the most important place at home. So right. I, I, it's, it's wonderful. Well, we have just adored having you guys here. Yeah. I oh, mean, such thank you. you yeah. <laughs> you guys are really so inspiring. And I know you have such a big following and you, YouTubes and what, and your website and you guys deserve every bit of your success. You have really worked I so hard. I want you guys to give us a taste for anybody listening who does not follow you currently will be following you. Hopefully. <laughs> but give us a taste of like your top three tips on something that they yeah, would find uh, on your blog. Yeah, we kind of touched on maybe organizing for the new year. I mean, something like, yeah, that they can go to your website and learn and and take away. Because I, what I love about you guys, I have to say this really quick. It's not like super unattainable things. Absolutely Everything not. you're doing is kind of on a budget. Like you don't have to be a pro or anything like that. Like, so yes. give them a taste. We of actually what had a find. comment uh, yesterday where um, someone said, you guys are just talented. You, it's DIY is really hard. And I, and I kind of chatted with her a little bit and I said, you know, it wasn't always easy and it's still not easy. We just love the result. And we have learned by doing project after project, lots of trial and error and emphasis on the error. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, we just learned and we didn't know how to even paint furniture when we decided we were going to paint furniture. So I would say like really explore what you, it doesn't have, don't be looking for something you're good at. Yeah. Look yeah. at something you enjoy learning. Yeah. Oh, That's I, the difference. Yeah, so true. Teach but, yourself. But you Cause like we have taught, we've been self-taught for the most part of like, project after project. And I also think that start small. I think on mm -hmm. our website, we have probably, well, first of all, we have hundreds of tutorials, but I think one of the easiest, quick things that I feel like people try to recreate when they follow us is accent walls that are really quick and like an hour project 
less than $10. I think that we have lots of those Mm -hmm. on earth. They're really great. They they totally transform a whole entire space. I think paint has always been like a huge benefit for us because you can change like even this room that we're in right now. It's like this has a totally different feel because it has dark moody walls compared to the rest of of your home where it's Mm -hmm. light and bright. Like Mm -hmm. it can change a whole entire thing. So start small. And we have so many different tutorials of from anywhere from how to do baseboards to how to paint, <laughs> tricky. do a whole a kitchen renovation wall. with that, <laughs> I to know, a leopard, that wall. leopard wall. So I think the accent walls are huge for us. And I think that they make such a big impact. So if you're wanting to find something that you can do, that's really quick, that's an hour long. That's the reason why we kind of started these classic, pro- classic clutter project days is because most of this stuff is done in a day and super attainable and super anyone. attainable. And we don't, of course, people can have a beautiful home if they have a million dollars to throw at a house. That's never been our, um, we've never had that necessarily. We've just, even from rentals all the way to our forever homes, like we've done it all. And I think that just because you're renting in a home doesn't mean that you don't have to create that safe feeling and that energy. And I think that even when we've done, like we did the YouTubers, Brooklyn and Bailey's apartment in dorms in there uh, at college. And it was like every single thing, like nothing could be nailed, but we were able to still create, nothing could be painted, but we totally transformed it. So you kind of have to get a little bit creative, but there's lots of things that you can do no matter what phase of life you're in, whether you have $10 or you have $50,000, like there's something for everyone on our website. And I think that that's what rings true for us. And don't be afraid to try and just keep trying and you can repaint and paint is the easiest thing to redo and you can do a whole accent wall in an hour with ten dollars oh my gosh and if I you mess that. up it's just paint and you just paint, paint over it. and you redo it again <laughs> i know tell us really quick about your academy too just kind of what is available and offered with that so classic clutter decorating academy is uh in short is a program that we've developed to help you from start to finish decorate or and a little bit of design and decorating a room from start to finish. So we start with the walls and the floors and we build up layer upon layer until you have a fully completed space and make, and it helps you to make your home look magazine worthy on any budget. We started this program though, because we were getting question after questions and hundreds of DMS of like, how do I do this? And how do I accomplish this? Because you can look at all these tutorials and be like, Oh, that sounds really cool. Maybe I could do that. But where do you actually start? What do I do? And I think a lot of people have a hard time figuring out their style and finding a color palette. And that's what our cat, what our Academy basically does. It's starting to find your style, then color palette, then finding an accent piece, whether that be a wall or a piece of furniture. And it just kind of works from start to finish. And I think that we've had great success. And like the people in there, we have a community, we have a Facebook group that once you're part of it, you're in it and it's a lifetime membership. And the people in there like help each other. Sometimes you just need a sounding board. Sometimes you need to know like, does this look good here? Is this scale off? Do I need something bigger? Do I need something different? Or doesn't this look amazing? Like I need validation of like how great this looks. Right. And so that's what the Facebook group is. And we have an amazing community of lots of people that can validate and also reassure you that you're doing good, which is sometimes as women, that's what you need. You need the validation of like, I'm doing it good. And And to bring it it full circle, it really does help um, kind of curate those friendships with people that have like-minded, like a lot of them are moms that are trying to improve their homes and similar interests. I think your, uh, a lot of your readers are, or listeners are as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we have just loved having you guys in the room with us. We hope you'll come back. 
Sometime. Oh yes, anytime. <laughs> yeah, we, so we want to have you on us. next season, and then great, and you can bring some more home goodies and That's right. uh, insight. Do we want to do hit and miss really quick? Really quick, Let's and you guys really are welcome to one. pipe in on any of our any of our. So every episode, we wrap up with a hit and miss yes. of the week. Lauren, what was your hit? My hit was, I know this is so general, but I kind of had my like to do for Christmas. Like, okay, we got to do gingerbreads. We got to go look at lights. And I've actually been able to knock one off every night this week. Wow, so I've been wow. actually happy. That's really like, a well, big hit. Just because it was like a mild week. And I'm like, okay, every night we're going to, we're going to decorate. We got a real tree up on Monday night. We did gingerbread houses Tuesday night. We went and drove around the neighborhood and looked just the things that were Dang in my brain. Girl. And I'm like, I always feel like December flies by so fast and we don't get to half of them. So I was feeling good about that. Oh my gosh. So fast. Well, my hit was that for the first time legit in years, I was ready this morning before any of my kids woke up. That I was is big. I, I was too, only because Sarah really motivated me to be ready and on time yeah, today. Yeah. No, it's but, and, and, that's and let me just like say this out there to podcast land. It is life changing. Okay, people, if you want your mornings to be more peaceful and it's like true. less crazy, get ready before the kids. Read the Miracle Morning. It's all about that, and it's awesome. Oh my gosh, yeah, I is need that a book? The Miracle a Morning. Oh I think it's gosh. by Hal Elrod. Oh my Ooh, gosh, thank you. I'm not even kidding. There were like little birdies chirping in my house today I, because yeah, that's truly, amazing. I was just like, wow, this is yeah, a game exactly. <laughs> Okay, and my miss was, um, I already shared it on the um, Instagram this week, and I'll just follow up. But we just had a little bit of a dog fail with the poop. Um, oh, he's done it. so good, you guys, really good. But it was just this one moment, and he like chased me in my room, and I have like a walk-in bathroom, and I saw him by the mirror. It was like so motion. I was like, you guys, you guys. He was like squatting. I picked him up. I'm like, take him, take him. And I'm like half-dressed in my bathroom, and no one was taking him, and something dropped, and I like I passed him off. I stepped back and I stepped right on it. No. On my carpet and I wanted to kill someone. Yeah. And I was like, you guys. And it just ruined my morning. Thank I you. Know. And so I was like, get about, get about. And I was able to, it was, it was little. It wasn't too bad. It was mostly on my foot. I was just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was for sure my miss. Oh, By guys. far the worst potty moment. He's actually, I will say, doing really well. Very like maybe two to three accidents in the house max period and nothing on the carpet thinks the heavens so we're really getting there thank goodness oh my gosh well mine is like ridiculous but my miss is that i don't think i've like shaved my legs in over a week oh which is hey, oh, week a, is i feel fine about yeah, that week is like not so <laughs> i'm bad. like it's winter i'm wearing <laughs> tights to church i am not shaving my legs for the entire in winter, month it gets out of control it's like the boys too. like grow out their beards it's like i'm not shaving my legs for the entire right? month yes amen that's oh, amazing right no i okay. week i was gonna say it's pretty good like i feel like when i'm going on to like that 10 day mark and i'm just like okay now it's oh. not even spiky anymore it's hairy it's, yeah. hairy. it's hairy i've got to really get in there i, I feel like give up the same as washing my hair i'm like oh we're at a week i better i guess I gotta do that, you don't guys, I? My mm. sister-in-law shaves daily. Well, what power to her? Right? That's a priority to her. That's awesome. That's a win. That's not mine. That's a win for her. Well, on that note, we're gonna wrap this whole season, you guys. I know it's been so, so long to season one. Oh my gosh! And we are going episodes. on Christmas break after this. Yes. So you will hear us again in 2020. That's nice. And just go re-listen to your favorites. Yeah, we'll we'll just push some old favorites along the way or ones you might have missed for the next two weeks. That's right. But well, what, because we're going to be gone for a couple of weeks, make sure you have subscribed. I can't reemphasize this enough. Make sure you have subscribed to our podcast and make sure you go follow Classy Clutter. Your handle is at Classy Clutter. At yep. 
Yep, very easy. And classyclutter.net. Yes. And classyclutter.net. And then you can find us on YouTube. Find all the classy things. Clutter. Yes. If you go to our and website, YouTube. you can find all the things. You guys, yes. that's our 2020 goal. We're going to be on YouTube in you 2020. You should. No, Do we've it. been talking about it. We, we're going to we get have. there. It's definitely, it's a different audience and it's a different angle of all things, but it's, it's really so fun. fun. Yeah, yeah, we need to grow. Totally. All right, guys. Well, happy 2019. I know. And all the things. Merry Christmas and enjoy the holidays. All right. We will talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.